Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the uh, best bits of this afternoon oh, yes. show. I've just got a leaky pen. I'm covered in ink. My you God, pink, I feel you like King Charles. I'm going to got a leaky pen. Where's one of my minions to yes, move it to one side? about it. Go on. <laughs> Bloody things. Yeah. That's not a great impression. Who was that? I Who was that? It. I thought it was quite accurate. Okay. Um, anyway, well, that's not the point. Um, we spoke, yes, yeah, some of the best bits of this afternoon show. Martin Kellner joined us, of course. He did, yeah, he was on Mike before. Ward, he did the sport on TV. Mike Ward did, we're obsessed with telly. Mike Ward, Mike Ward did the non-sporting telly for the weekend. Yeah. Talked a bit of Brighton. Um, we also uh, spoke to Levi Roots. Yeah, uh, because Levi. you may not know that if you're, unless you're a rugby league fan, that Jamaica are playing in the World Cup. They've not been playing the sport for that long, but they've made the World Cup. And Levi is involved and even played us a song that he's written in their honour. So it's good to chat to him again. Uh, we had a chat. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. We must start with that story, which is a blow to England as much yeah. as it is Never to Chelsea. Never mind Quasi Quarting. Yeah. <laughs> he was um, about Reese James. Reese James, uh, the, the, the very strong word. We await confirmation from Chelsea that that injury to his knee is much worse than was originally feared. <sighs> And he is likely to miss the World Cup and quite a big chunk of Chelsea's season. And uh, look, he's a key player for England. He's a key player for you as well, isn't he? He's our cool. best player. Yeah. It's, as, it's as simple as that. He's, he's our best player. He's been our best player. And when he was out last year, along with Chilwell, it ruined the season. And it's hard to see it being much different this year. It's really quite frustrating. And I feel for the boy as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's miss yeah. a World Cup and everything. So, yeah, not great news. And uh, I hope they don't do that thing they did with Chilwell, where they, where they often do this. Like, well, yeah. let's see if it settles down for six to eight weeks. And then it, they, in the end, they it do rarely the does, doesn't it? It rarely does. And yeah. in the end, you've wasted six to eight weeks. And, you know, it's going to take you that you, much longer to get back. You said you think it's quite similar to that Chilwell injury. Well, I don't know that. Knee, knee ligaments? No, I've absolutely not. You could right. see it was on the outside of the knee. You could yeah. see the way he landed. It wasn't great. Ruptured the knee ligaments. Yeah, they but fear. there you go. Yeah. We've, got to, we've got to move on. And yeah. uh, I see that uh, <clears throat> Gary Lineker here, of course, talking yesterday on this show about the hand of God. Goal. He's absolutely right about yeah. the referee. It is wrong. It feels, it feels it wrong, doesn't it? But the best thing about it is the referee is blaming the linesman. So I was yeah. thinking to myself, well, give him a cut of the profits then, because without him, you wouldn't have that ball. <laughs> that, that, that's very true. The ball would be worth nothing, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, he should yeah. get a cut, no question about it. And nice. Peter Shilton. Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> well, our idea was to buy it for the nation, crowdfund it, buy it for the nation, mm. and then have a big do on uh, uh, Trafalgar Square, 
and let uh, Schiltz get stick a knife in it, <laughs> and he <laughs> can be, exercise the be, ghost. That'd be a very and then good idea. Gone, wouldn't it be great? We'd all <laughs> Trafalgar Square. We'd show the goal back, boo, yeah. and then we'd grudgingly say how brilliant the second I'd, goal I'd was. Go with that. And then we'd stick a knife in it, and then we can all move in. <laughs> Schiltz, I think Schiltz needs to do that. I think it'd be doing good. He's got to let it go. I think even Gary Because Gary hasn't. Gary no, said he hasn't. Yeah, no, no, he, he just yeah. it still bothers him. Even know. though he went out to interview Maradona in, yeah. uh, in Argentina. Yeah. You've got to separate the man from the moment as much as you can, I think, really. Yeah, and uh, some did some vox pops. The trucker Carl Jackson, 35, said, why was he allowed to keep the ball? Surely it's the property of FIFA. That's a very point. good question. Yeah. Well, did, you, did you say Tucker Carlson? No, uh, Carl <laughs> Trucker. Oh, OK. Carl Jackson. Oh, OK. <laughs> I thought, why would you suddenly start <laughs> talking? Let's, let's get Tucker Carlson's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, take on this talking from Fox that, News. Chelsea fan Richard Wilson from West London added... He couldn't believe it, could he? <laughs> he couldn't. That, they didn't do that, did they? <laughs> no, he didn't, they didn't say, say he couldn't I believe it. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> can't be... A, I mean, if it can't be easy. If you are called Richard Wilson and lots of people are... Oh, yeah, of course they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you think... I mean, nobody's called Victor Meldrew, so it's never an issue, is it, really? <laughs> no. It's a made-up sitcom well, it name. must be a Victor Meldrew. Do you want, okay, I, that's a little that's a little project for you in the break <laughs> during the travel, but um, we did discover yesterday um, there was a locksmith called DJ Locksmiths, and mm. we had locksmith in yesterday, and I meant to run it past him, <laughs> but when I realised the part of London he lives in, yeah, it's the same place as the locksmith, so I was loath to do it in case I gave out his home address by accident. <laughs> so maybe they think he's a real locksmith. That's possible. It's in the yeah. yellow pages. I know it was just it was it was very odd. Anyway, talking of odd names, yeah. and this is definitely fits in with your bet. They're fun to have a pint with. Oh yeah, this is uh, two fellas who've collected fifteen hundred push along vintage lawnmowers. Uh, wow. Andrew Hall and his fellow collector Michael Duck. It's a great name, isn't really? it? D-U-C-K, yeah. D-U-C-K, Michael yeah. Duck. Yeah, I thought TV formats for Michael Duck. Oh, yeah. I'm going with uh, Michael's history of Dutch football, Duck à la Ronge. Oh, that's good. Come what on. about if it looks like a duck, if it sounds like a duck, you've got to spot members of his family. That would be, that would be good, wouldn't it? I think you are a member of the duck family. You'd have celebrity um, if it looks like yeah. a duck. It would be great, mm. wouldn't it? That's, right. that's not that's. Yes, Anton Dubeck. Um, <laughs> so, all right, then, if you like TV formats for the <laughs> man who not? collects walk-along lawnmowers, whatever they call, what are they? Push-along lawnmowers? Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, lawnmowers. Not ride-on. Um, no, no, not ride-on. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, you could go into some ground we're not going to be able to cover no. at one o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. Obviously. I don't want to see the word question no. in any of the ones <laughs> that you send in. <laughs> And you know who you are, the boy at the back, the boy at the back, you. That's right, you. Um, so you can send those in, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. has been in the news, great Mark Lawrence and fine Brighton and uh, Liverpool Republic of Ireland defender and, and TV presenter, of course. Uh, Loro uh, accidentally last night posted an image of his senior rail card. What? So a true senior moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, by accident. Oh, right, OK. And there was a load of stuff suggesting, all oh, people could go out and use Loro's senior no, rail they card. Couldn't. No, they <laughs> because ultimately, it's got a picture of him on it. And if you're some yeah. chancer who's 18 or 20, and you brandish... Because uh, you'd brandish... I'd love, you, I'd love somebody to try it and use it before 9.30 in the Black Sands. You can't use it at the Merman. <laughs> Am I twirly? Well, you are. You're about 35 years twirly, mate, and you're not Mark Lawrence either. So uh, sometimes... Sometimes things, things you, you know, maybe a senior moment or anything, just a mistake. It's just a mistake. Let us know this afternoon about uh, uh, those moments that uh, you accidentally shared something maybe you shouldn't yeah. have done, much like Laura did I'm, there. 
I'm also I'm selling something on today's show. Oh, are you really? Yes, yes. Anybody want 25% of Barca's TV rights for the 2317 season? Yeah, I'm, that's I'm right. <laughs> I've been tasked to sell it. Your springtime for Hitler, <laughs> isn't it? Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. what a brilliant club, isn't it? Oh, well, we're going to talk Another about that. Another fine Mescaun club. Yeah, I mean, we, we should mention today. I mean, Drake's on the shirts for this game. Spotify are the sponsors. This is the club that proudly said they wouldn't sully their shirt with a sponsor. Now they've got a Sheffield Wednesday owl on it. If you're a Wednesday <laughs> fan tomorrow and you're watching the Clasico, you've got skin in the game because it's almost like Barcelona are playing. It's like the Wednesday owl. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it's, it. I know what the, it is. It's I've the got Drake, a shirt the Drake symbol. It. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, yeah, they should change it definitely from uh, more than a club to just like any other club, basically, <laughs> whatever that is in Catalan. Um, in fact, worse in many cases than quite a lot of other clubs. But that's a lot. What a game. It's a lot to put night, on the no, ballot. No, that's the best game I've seen this season. Yeah. I only saw the last I was, 30 or 40 I was minutes. I was chewing brilliant. my nails down to the knuckle at, uh, at the... At the um, <laughs> Yes, at the it, Google. it looked easy, didn't it? At, uh, yeah, it was a bit bizarre. So anyway, TV format for your mate. What's his first name? Tony Duck. Uh, no, he's Michael Duck. Michael Duck, OK. <laughs> uh, Michael Duck, Kirk Duck, of course, <laughs> our family, the Duck family. Um, so, yes, and Levi... Crest Duck. What's that? Is that his ironing business? <laughs> he should start one of those mobile ironing businesses, shouldn't he? Definitely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Levi Roots, yeah. a man, of course, many years ago took to the Dragon's Den with his guitar and launched his reggae, reggae source, yeah. of course, uh, entrepreneur, musician, and uh, that song is in honour of the Reggae Warriors, who are mm. Jamaica's rugby league team. They're playing in the World Cup, which is a fantastic thing. Mm. Who a, knew? A sport that no one was playing. 18 years ago, um, they put together a rugby league association led by a man mm. called uh, Romeo Monteith. He's still involved, I think. And uh, this is his dream, I think, to see um, them playing against the best nations in the world. Levi mm. joins us now. Hi, Levi. H&J, big respect, my brothers from another mother. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you me on, <laughs> I, I listened. I broke my, my... Last time I tuned into your station years and years ago, I made sure I broke off the knob at your station. So in my car... That's all I ever listened to. Oh, that's God good. bless you, Levi. I, I can't believe you didn't re-release Rugby Rugby Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get 10% for that. I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great story, isn't it? It's a, as I say, mm. I'm reading a bit about that uh, Romeo Monteith and, and this dream to kind of bring the sport to the, to the nation, and uh, it, this is great. Absolutely. And I think more importantly, it's about the history making, isn't it? Mm. Especially in this month of October, which is traditionally Black History Month. And we're always talking about looking for heroes. Well, these boys are real heroes. It's the first Caribbean island to ever play in a rugby league World Cup. So for them, the job is already done by, you know, being inspirational and creating history. So now they're just going to go out there and make everyone who watches the World Cup this weekend just have a nice smile on their face and just really excited about this fantastic yeah. sport. How did you get involved, Nima? Well, I was, I was asked to sponsor the lads because I think when they qualified against America, 
they were sort of reaching out to sort of inspirational Jamaicans to, to sponsor. And of course, me being a serial sponsor of all things Jamaican sports, mm. you know, I put my hands up and said yes. And I was invited into, um, into the dressing room in, in a match against Scotland um, a few months ago to do a team talk, my first ever team talk right. in the dressing room at half time. They were 10 points down when I got into the dressing room. I knew some of these lads didn't really know a lot about Jamaican history and about the national anthem and the coat of arms and what it means to be Jamaican. So I wanted to go in the room and just, just really get into them and tell them what it means. Tell them about the Jamaican superpower, which is called the Palawa, um, which is a bit like how, you know, the New Zealand has the Haka, mm -hmm. when Jamaicans have the Talawa. So I, I, I spoke to them about this and jerked them up and I said, when you get on the field, you chant the Talawa. And you know, HNJ, I was in the stand at the time and I could hear them chanting Talawa, Talawa against Scotland. And they came back and drew the game, which was just like the most amazing feat that could have ever been done <laughs> at that point being 10 down. So for them, for me, it was, it was about inspirational to be able to talk to these guys in that kind of way. And for them is to see that they took on what I said. And now the Talawa and the song has become a part of them. Now, most of the boys, it seems, uh, uh, players of Jamaican heritage in this country have played the sport. But there are six guys in the squad that are, that are playing in Jamaica, have only played the sport in Jamaica and play for teams there as part of the national championship. And that's great, isn't it? That, that it's, there, are, yeah. there are sort of um, Jamaicans who, who live in the country coming over and playing in the tournament. Absolutely, because, you know, when I grew up in Jamaica, rugby, as you said earlier, was was never heard of, mm. really, by most kids. But I, I think one of the reasons was is there was a slight sort of, um, you know, stereotype that rugby maybe is a classist type sport and mm. belongs to, doesn't belong to people like kids from, from Jamaican soil. But I think these lads have completely ripped up that book, that rule book, and says, look, we are Jamaicans and anything that we take on, um, we can excel at it as long as we put our, our heart and soul into it. You know, we can do it. So now rugby's taking over from Jamaica. In Jamaica, I was there a few months ago, and kids are actually playing rugby. They're asking me about about the rugby league. I'm wearing, I was wearing this shirt, which is um, the team shirt in Jamaica, and everyone's stopping me and taking pictures. So they have done a really inspirational job at raising this, you know, awareness about rugby in Jamaica, and it's taking off big time. Yeah. Uh, first games against Ireland on Sunday, and that look that's not that's not going to be easy. But I was I was reading apparently a little piece saying that the big Jamaican population in sort of West Yorkshire, and they're hoping that they'll get out and support the team. Mm. And I'm sure I feel generally people will. will look, everybody loves an underdog in sport, and uh, I'm sure everybody will be getting behind them if they go to the games as neutrals. Yeah, I, I really do. As I said, I've been down here in Leeds and seen how, you know, the, the Jamaican community there is really taking on big lads, inspired them big time. And now they feel a part of the of being Jamaica, which I, I think is important for them to have felt that way, um, that they're not just thinking of just playing. You know, I, I spoke to these guys, especially the captain Ashton and the, the vice captain Marvin. I said, look, this is, it, it, it is a cool running's moment for yeah, I said, yeah. but I don't want us to go there thinking that we're just going to give some smiles to people and, and just get turned over just like that. It's not about that. It is about going and doing your best and playing, being the best of you. 
And if you can get to that moment where you're the best of you, then I think anything can happen, even amongst Ireland on Sunday. I'm expecting great things because that's what the sport is about. You should never go in there thinking that you're going to lose. You go in there thinking that I'm going to do my best. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They've got New Zealand in the second game. That will be quite tricky. That would be amazing. I think there's, there's a chance there for, there for it to be a chant-off. <laughs> you're both square yeah, up to each other yeah, yeah. but the game against Lebanon the third... Jamaican singing the Talawa that's going to be amazing yeah that's, that's a good idea good. Yeah, the game against Lebanon the third game that, that'll be yeah. a fascinating game that'll be good to win that one yeah and, and it's one of these that we're looking at I think if we can pick up you know some sort of good score against Ireland and you know and, and then literally win the Lebanon game um, you know, I, I think it would be a great position for the team to be in. And I think that's what they've got their eye on as, as well, too. Um, but, yeah, it's just amazing. And everyone's cheering them on in Jamaica. I get emails from there. They're excited about Sunday. Everybody will be tuning into their radio and everything like that. So these boys are real history breakers. And, and I can't you know, say more than that. And we should mention Jason Robinson of, of Jamaican yeah. Heritage. And uh, he's involved as well, isn't he? He's been helping the team out as a, on the coaching front. Yeah, and, you know, when I was thinking of, 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 you know, people that could be, you know, inspiration to do rugby, you know, black players, and Jason was was one of them. He was one of the first ones I, I knew. Of course, old Martin Afire and all the other them was there. Hilary Anley we knew was inspirational back then, but no one was really Jamaican apart, apart from Jason. So it's brilliant that Jason has put his all amongst the Jamaican team. You know, he's been like a father to the whole team. And I, again, I met him when I was down there um, with the training, training with the lads and see how much he's involved in the team. And I think you will always need someone like a Jason in any format, somebody that knows more than you and has the experience. So these lads, are, I think they're one of the lucky thing is to have Jason Robinson on board. Um, so I've got to say thank you, Jason. Big respect to you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Earlier on, Andy, you were telling us about a man in the papers today, Michael Duck. Yes. And you thought he'd like to find some TV work. He would really. Yeah. yeah. Um, Craig in Leeds, a method acting with Michael Duck Helen Worth and Jerry Lee Lewis. Love that Duckworth-Lewis <laughs> method. Oh, very good, Craig. Very good. Beautiful, yes. Uh, Michael, duck! Uh, Michael has a series of sharp and dangerous <laughs> objects thrown at him at head height, says Jack from Leamington. That's good. All good ideas for him, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I've shown you earlier that you can get a... It's like a little cartoon. It's, it's called Little Mbappe. Oh, yeah. And you can get it on your phone. And um, what does he do? Well, he wants you to switch networks, even though you've just signed a new contract. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's not happy. He was made certain promises by his network that have not been fulfilled. He doesn't like the position he finds himself in. Not good. Yes. And um, uh, see the bloke who claimed they often get this. He claimed that he saw Jesus's face appearing in his pizza. Yeah. It's more like Shane McGowan. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't look anything like him. We it never one, does. We had one of those instances yesterday where um, where uh, Prince William, uh, obviously Prince of Wales, uh, went off. Not to, the plumber. No, not the plumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, went off to uh, an event, uh, a sponsorship, a lovely, lovely thing actually. Working yeah, yeah. with coaches, a big coaching uh, charity. Yeah, 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 Done a lot of good work. Mm. But he, he did a bit of boxing, and he didn't look too shabby. But mm. then the person that coached him for it, whenever a mm. member of the royal family does anything sporting, yeah. afterwards the person that they spoke to, yeah. a journalist <laughs> will go up and say, what did he say to you? What did you?" Th-? And then the question, or what did she say? And the question you get last is, were they very good? Well, I bet they were very good, mm-hmm. weren't they? Yeah. And so the, the person yesterday said... He could be the next world champion. <laughs> no, he couldn't. It was good to see he had a few skills under his belt. 
I mean, has anybody yeah. in that ever said, so what did the prince say? To him? Was he any good? Oh, no, he was terrible. <laughs> Not a clue. But, I mean, he did look okay. But well, he had his guard. The photos, and you think, oh, I'll go right through the middle there with yeah, a straight Yeah, but probably not the jab. point, is it, really? I mean, if you dissect it as a, if he was a boxer. Ooh. What, news just in? No. Andy, sorry, Andy, who's that come from? It's from... Did Reese James tell no, you what's it's, going it's on? No, it's from our old mate Dave Tully. Oh, okay, fair enough. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mm. What a week on... TV it's been for sport. What a week. What a week. I say that without any great knowledge of what's been on. But <laughs> thankfully, one man's been covering it all. And it's Martin Kellner, as always. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you, boys. You all right? Yeah, we're not yes. too bad, Martin. Yeah. Good, so. good. Uh, watched a programme on ITV, which it's is now right, currently big available. Of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not fussy. Hey, one thing about ITV that did uh, puzzle me mm. is why on Wednesday yeah. were they. Sh- I know we're all behind the Lionesses. Yes, yeah. brilliant, fantastic achievement. But they were showing an England women's friendly against yeah. the Czech Republic. There were qualification, you know, world for the Women's World Cup, there were qualification matches on. Yeah. There were was a, a championship match. There was all the European matches. Who I don't know. Uh, who would have been tuning in to watch a friendly? Between, and this is just a, you know, ask in a spirit of inquiry. Yeah, I'm right. not. You know, who you know who Been decided a lot of angry to schedule nans waiting for the latest Still, Doc you, Martin? You often get bigger audience on even for that on ITV than you uh, would on, on ITV. The satellite, you yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, well, it's true, but um, there were so many uh, alternatives that you could. But yeah, that's by the by. Um, while I'm actually going off piste a little bit, oh, yeah. uh, let me <laughs> Which is wish. always risky, uh, dangerous. Yes, yeah. always risky, isn't it? <laughs> let me wish all the very best to Sir Ian Botham, a legendary cricketer, yeah. heroic fundraiser for charity. Mm. Uh, he's been in uh, hospital having a knee replacement uh, operation. Right. Uh, in and out in 24 hours, he seems to be doing exceptionally well. So we wish Ian Botham all the best. However, I did just want to say he's in an advert at mm, the moment, yeah. which uh, goes yeah. out in the in the afternoons. You know, yeah. when it, it's mainly um, people, you know, slightly more senior people watching the TV, mm. and they want to catch all the quiz shows and things. So if you're watching the TV in the afternoon, uh, from time to time, up pops Ian Botham, yeah. talking about, talking to this woman called Sue that he meets on a park bench. Yeah. And she's sitting there and he <laughs> says, what's the matter? Your leg's not working properly or something? You can't walk? Oh, no, it's terrible. Yeah. And he recommends this stuff that you just rub on your legs, get you walking again, mm. and, um, you know, you can buy it over the counter in the chemist, I assume. And he goes off walking with this uh, lady, Sue. Yeah. And I thought to myself... What does this knee operation do for the ad, for the credibility well, of the advert that he's in? I thought I didn't know it was a cream. I thought it was a bit of kit. It's something you put uh, your yeah, feet on. Yeah, and yeah, it sort yeah. of moves around. And, oh, and, is that what it is? Yeah, I, I think, think it's a bit. Of they kit. don't make it clear. They don't yeah. make it clear. I mean, but it's not. It's I'm, not a knee replacement. I know, I know what you mean. It's exercising for people who don't want to exercise. But what about? Is it, uh, but, you know, what about sort of decades and decades of sort of thundering into bowl, putting all of his body no, weight through the knee? That's going to. I mean, you know, you can't blame Sue on that park bench for the state. <laughs> no. Because he, he can't keep up with her in the advert. She hasn't done for his knee. <laughs> no, no. He's had a new replacement. And basically, I just wanted to wish him all the best. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll that. That. Our old mate, Blind Dave Healy, he's also having a knee replacement tomorrow, so let's wish him Oh, they're all the rage. Yeah, yeah Blind Dave, look after yourself. Hope it all goes well. Big West yes. Brom fan, of course. Absolutely. Now, Cesc Fabregas against the odds. 
Against the Odds. Now, that sort of, uh, it's on the ITV Hub now. Against yeah. the Odds sort of builds up the expectation that there's going to be some... Um, odds. You know, odds that you are against, <laughs> precisely. Uh, but it, may, it does build up the expectation that this person, whoever's the subject of the programme, in this case it's Cess Fabregas, mm. uh, rightly called a pass master. But it's uh, Cess Fabregas who's the subject. Now, the odds that he overcame were, and, and they are big odds, yeah. uh, was that he was mm. plucked from home at the age of 16 mm. which is incredibly young um, and sent to, well I mean this is not so much against the odds but sent to Barnet right. the mean streets of Barnet oh. but um, he's, but you know at 16 uh, he went through um, you know it's very difficult he couldn't speak English he was saying at one point uh, Patrick Vieira sort of looked after him a bit when he when he arrived at Arsenal and he says uh, Patrick used to make jokes I didn't speak English so well, but I laughed just in case. And I thought, well, you would, you would, yeah, wouldn't you? You would, he's a big lad, isn't he? He's yeah, a big lad, he's yeah, Patrick yeah. Vieira. Not off in all the right um, places, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, just in case Arsenal fans aren't on enough of a high at the moment, um, you know, some great moments when he came into the team at 16 and a half, he made yeah. his debut. So he signed for uh, Arsenal was shipped straight out to Barnet on loan, yeah? No, not oh, not to the oh, not living to club there. It went yeah. to live in Barnet. Oh, okay. Uh, and he he was describing that as a, as a young player, mm. um, and he said I was given four thousand pounds a week. As uh, which was spending money. That'll get so you a lot in Barnet. It will. It's a lot of money. Well, I just said it. He says he said he said the same thing actually. He said I was given four thousand. It was impossible to spend four thousand four thousand pounds a month. It was actually he said it was impossible to spend four thousand pounds a month. But obviously that was before the mini budget. Yeah, spend on your mortgage now. Political satire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah, right. You've read Chelsea, and he's with uh, Birch at the moment, isn't he? He is at Birch. He's at Como. Yeah, he's working. He's working over there mm. with their old mate Mark Burgeon. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. But the this is primarily about his Arsenal, you know, about yeah. coming over as a 16 year old. Those were the odds that he yeah. was overcoming. And uh, what a fantastic player yeah. he uh, turned out to be. And The ITV uh, hub you've taken to as well. This Is ITV this, ITV that, the ITV hub? The ITV hub, yeah. yeah. Well, I've, you know, I've joined it, I might as well use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, you know, um, we got Pizzagate and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah. yeah we've yeah. heard those stories. He was front and he was, I mean, for well, comes across as a good lad, but mm, well, he's quite he spiky when called upon, wasn't he? Yes, know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And mm. that, you know, it comes over in the programme as well. Mm. Um, the other thing I watched, yeah. this is on BT Sport, is a yeah. programme called uh, After the Roar. Okay. And it's sort of like, you know, when an old cricketer leaves the crease mm. for any Roy Harper fans yeah. who've tried to tune into uh, Absolute Rock and got us by mistake. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so basically it's uh, Brian, uh, Brian O'Driscoll, mm. the uh, Irish rugby legend. Yeah. Uh, talking, he's got, gone through his own sort of mental health problems, and what he does is he interviews other sports people. I mean, he talks about himself a bit, and you, there, there are scenes with him and his therapist. But he talks to other people who've retired, sports people who've retired, mm. uh, and how they coped with it. And there's an interesting one. It was Tony McCoy yeah. that he did in this program. I presume there's a, f a few of these programs. Um, and uh, mm. there were some great bits in it. He said, well, yeah, when the crowd stops roaring, the silence can be deafening, mm. which I thought was uh, was quite wise. Um, but he starts off, he goes to see um, Sir A.P. McCoy in his uh, in stables that, you know, that he's based in, 
and he says several years on after winning don't forget 20 he won 20 uh, jumps jockey championships uh, ap mccoy yeah. but he says several years on he's still getting up at 6 a.m most mornings to get on a horse doesn't ride anywhere he just gets on a horse <laughs> but, seriously mm. he goes uh, galloping out with uh, with the horses um, over the gallops there i think yeah. that's the correct expression yeah. Looks almost like a Lloyd's Bank advert. There are all these horses <laughs> uh, galloping along. Um, and uh, interestingly, he's, he's asked by uh, Brian uh, Brian O'Driscoll what he uh, what he misses, and he says he misses the routine, discipline, mm. structure. And then he pauses for a bit and says, uh, "I miss winning." Yeah, that, that must be the hardest thing. I've, yeah, I talk, yeah, you totally. talk, you talk to sports people about this in any sport. That's the thing mm. that that buzz. You know, they're ultra competitive people, and they miss that. They miss the buzz of that. Yeah, and uh, he, he, he's asked by uh, Brian O'Driscoll um, when he, he says at the age of thirty-six he'd won fifteen championships. Then he thought, well, I'm going to give it five more years because mm. he won another five championships. Uh, and uh, uh, O'Driscoll asked him, you know, were you glad uh, you retired? Did you think at that stage, you know, you could still win lots of races? He said, yeah, I, th I feel like that now. He said, I, feel, I think I could still do it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was quite interesting because they both obviously do stuff, media stuff, a lot of media stuff, mm. a lot of business, a lot of corporate stuff. But Brian O'Driscoll is talking to his therapist there, and he said, you can never find, you know, whatever you do, and however fulfilling mm. your life is, you can never find anything that quite replaces it. And he said, uh, he's asked by his therapist, would you be happy just to do a job competently, you know, to be mediocre? And Brian O'Driscoll said, no, I need to be world class. Oh. And I think that's the that's the whole point. Um, you know, and I, I go back to Gary Lineker, who went, did lots of training, mm. et cetera, et cetera, and had a sort of nursery slope, if you like, um, and did become and has become, you know, a world class presenter. Okay. And Brian O'Driscoll's sort of saying that that's what you need. Mm. I know. Um, you know, all the pundits we have that leave the world of football, they're all immediately world class yeah. on talk sports. <laughs> of course. Immediately. They don't need the all training. Of them. All of them from day one. I was one. listening last night to Jason Cundy and Jamie O'Hara arguing on the sports bar. Yeah. I, I just enjoy that so much. Mm. I thought this is this is world class. Listen to this, Brian O'Driscoll. This is world class. Um, it's a good show. He does. Yeah. I have to say, it is a world class documentary. It's clearly BT Sport have put a lot of money. The production values are really good. It's called After the Roar. Other yeah. people in the series, I'm Gareth, uh, Gareth Southgate, Michael Checker, the Rugby Union Australian player, um, yeah, and uh, Anthony Agogo, who obviously had to pack up because of an eye injury from boxing and has gone into wrestling. We were chatting about him the other mm. day. Yeah. Bayouakim Fem was gone into wrestling with him. So, yeah, uh, it, it's it well is worth a, it watching. Is a series. Yeah, Excellent. Nice one, Martin. You're back no over. Worries. You're back overnight. I am indeed back overnight. Looking forward to it. Um, one till six. One till six. So we have a documentary now, five till six, which at the moment is going to be the um, the podcast. You know, the oh. Premier League podcast. Oh, excellent. Sam Matterface and all that. So that runs after five. So if anybody's uh, having an early breakfast, they might enjoy that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look at some of the non-sporting TV you can enjoy this weekend, if you can squeeze it in. Mike Ward, of course, is back. Brighton Hove Albion's finest from the star. Good afternoon, Mike. Finest, did you say? Finest, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's, oh, no. Yeah, not absolutely. in the lineup, but it's a nice no, try on my Yeah, my, yeah. Oh, I, um, I went to your place last week, as I was did saying. I, yes, uh, apologies for the result, but mm. uh, a, a very nice experience. It doesn't mean it. No, very nice it was, yeah, it doesn't mean yeah, that. Well, lovely, mean lovely experience going it, to the ground. It's a, it is a lovely ground. Yeah. It has to be said. You know, it's getting on a bit now. It's, oh, it's ten years plus. Oh, yeah. And I'm going. Look. I'm going tonight, so I'll see your boys tonight. So. Oh yeah, yeah. They, you know, they, I don't think they did quite enough against Tottenham last week, but um, that that could all change this evening. We shall see. I hope so. Um, <laughs> Mortimer and Whitehouse gone fishing last, last in, the in the series. It seems to have ended far too quickly. It has ended far too quickly. I think yeah. I might have missed a couple of them so I can go back and mm. catch up with them. I like it when you sort of watch series in a slightly casual mm. way and you happily miss a couple then you stumble upon them you know, later in the year or something. Anyway, yes, they're in Ireland for the first time uh, oh. in in this uh, the end of this. Very, it's series. been a great series again. It's you know, delightful. it's a delightful. They, they just program. don't mess with it. The good thing is, you know, yeah. it's so often saying it's successful and they start to tweak it and mess with it. But yes. you know, this is what people want from it. It's a beautiful bit of TV. It's yeah, and it doesn't feel. I mean, this is the end of the fifth series, mm. and it mm. doesn't feel to me, as I say, I haven't watched it. Before, doesn't feel to me as if it's running out of steam yet. I mean, most no. ideas will eventually, mm. and this will eventually. But at the moment, because it's not forced. It, you know, because it is so natural for the most part, as much as TV ever can be, yeah. it's it, it sort of feels as if you, you know it, it can run a, a natural course of someone. That... They meet up with Fergal Sharkey. Fergal Sharkey appeared in mm. I think, the last series, and he's a massive um, campaigner for cleaner rivers, oh, yeah, etc. Yeah. We've sense. heard him on Fisherman's Oh Blues, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. so obviously he's talking about the low. You know, it's, it's not a great picture, but it's great that they can switch from the comedy stuff to having a proper, sensible conversation mm. with him uh, and raising some issues mm. there in the pub, mind you. And they finish the conversation with a rousing uh, rendition of My Perfect Cousin. Oh, tremendous. Well, I look is, forward to that. Yeah, sounds good. Nine o'clock, BBC Two. Um, over on Paramount Plus, which has got some good... It has some good stuff on it, actually. Yes, yes, you, it I, I don't know if you've caught the offer about the making of mm. The Godfather. Yet, no, I haven't. It is sensational, is honestly. It? It's a ten-parter. It's well worth... Uh, 
the time we invest in it. It's excellent. So this is called The Ex-Wife, though. Tell us about that. Yeah, this. this is The Ex-Wife. It's a psychological... I, I quite like a psych- psychological thriller because you don't really mm. have to follow plots. Mm. Mostly psychological thrillers are people just acting shifty and looking at each other in funny ways. Um, and predominantly, that's what this is. The story, in, in simple terms, is that uh, this woman's uh, uh, married this guy whose ex-wife is sort of still in the picture a little bit more than she's comfortable with for reasons that uh, become apparent as it unfolds but it's oh. it's good it's just lots of tension and it's well acted and uh, good pace to it so well worth a look mm. um tomorrow night um so that's well, that's whenever paramount uh, paramount plus you can download yes, whenever you fancy now. it's four episodes probably. yeah um also strictly tomorrow night tony adams tony adams he's, yeah. gonna, he's gonna go all the way well, no. of course he's not <laughs> it's a question he's... of how long they can sort of milk the gag really isn't mm. it i mean they did they did really well because of course he did the full monty mm. routine last week and he you know he, he did the whole stripping off <laughs> etc yeah um He's a good Nick. Um, he is, so, isn't he? Yeah. So it's annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, he's probably always going to be fitter than I was, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, twenty odd so, years in professional football. That that's helps. True. That Watching helps. a lot of telly, what keeps you fitter? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah, they'll keep it going for a while. They they might run it because he, he he had he he was referred to in the film the Full Monty. So having him do the Full Monty routine had a certain yeah significance to it. Mm. And next week it'll be. Uh, they're competing for a place in next week's BBC Centenary special. special okay. Yes. Um, two returning series on different channels. <laughs> I can see your voice, uh, Paddy McGuinness, back yeah. um, um, back for another series. And uh, Jonathan Rosho, you can start with I can see your voice. Were you a fan of this first time around? No. Like... I just thought I'd mention it because <laughs> I, I, I like to be democratic and I, I feel it's my duty to, to <clears> some, make people yeah. aware that this program is on. So if you love it, then you won't yeah. want to miss it. And You're if you hate service. it, you can, yeah, yeah, you can it. ignore it. Yeah. Um, and and Olivia Newton-John at the BBC on BBC Two, 1015, that'll be popular. Yeah, famous. Famously so, and of course it includes her performing uh, in my neck of the woods in 1974 uh, in Brighton. The song Eurovision, contest. The Eurovision song contest where yeah. she sang Long Live Love uh, and lost out to some bunch from Sweden. Oh, OK. Oh, you yeah. still not got over it. <laughs> no, Jonathan yeah. Ross got Chloe Kelly bringing it back to yeah. sport. Yeah, absolutely. Good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Lewis Capaldi and uh, Ramesh Ranganathan. So it's a good lineup. That's the first in the new series. That's 10 o'clock on ITV. And Sunday night, night, I'm going to be right in front of The Secret World of Sandwiches. Seriously, <laughs> it's one of, yeah, it's one of yeah, my favourite programmes on telly, The them, Secret World. It's secret a really, world. If yeah. you're interested in marketing and wars and things like that, it's really fascinating. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I'm not entirely sure whether it's healthy that I love stuff like that. I mean, I'm, sandwiches, I mean, not the programme. <laughs> um, also, The Great Storm of 87, <clears> which <throat> I remember well for sleeping all the way through, even though that trees falling all around the, the flat where we live. No, you <laughs> notice it until I woke up. Oh, okay, there's a tree. Oh, oh quite a lot of trees. There you go. So that's on Channel 5 at eight, uh, 9 o'clock on um, uh, Sunday night. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was how it all unfolded today. We'll yes. Be, we'll be back on Monday. We will. We've got Danny Kelly joining us. Oh, we? yeah. Uh, for a, a look back on the Premier League weekend, Andy Brassel. Yeah, especially a big Peter. game on Sunday. So, yeah. uh, some good guests for you next week. We do hope you can... Uh, tune in if not the podcast of course is always available from around four o'clock after the show but for now have a great weekend and thanks for listening you've been listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 